Hey everybody, welcome to another Black and White Review episode. I'm Lee. I'm Chuck. And we're going to talk about The Chosen a little bit more tonight. So, um, actually the most recent one that we have seen is episode 7, The Reckoning. Uh, this episode, to me, was pretty ridiculous. Like, I saw, I saw stills of this episode with certain characters that were returning, and I was really excited. Basically, I'll just say, I was so excited to know that Quintus was going to be in it. And that was it. Like, I didn't realize, like, everybody was going to be back in it. You know, there were so many characters brought back in, coming together and interacting with each other. And I was like, oh, this is great. And it was a whole new light with Quintus, too. Oh, it was perfect. I, I... thought it was fantastic <clears throat> because he he wasn't top dog for a moment. Like, he was kind of, like, almost equal to somebody else. And they were just kind of, like, bantering back and forth. But oh, it was beautiful. We'll get there. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on the episode as a whole? As a whole, I thought it was amazing. I mean, some oldies but goodies. I mean, we just said Quintus is back. Um, you know, spoiler alert, Gaius is back too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I, I love how they tied a lot, not a lot, but they tied certain aspects of season one into this episode. Right. Um, Jesus even mm-hmm. was able to speak to it without speaking to it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was, even with Gaius, it was pretty direct about Matthew, and we'll get into it, but... Oh, yeah. Overall, um, I think Andrew's meltdown was hilarious. He's been working his way to it. Um, (laughs) In the last episode, we saw him really just kind of just done. Yeah, but he snaps. Oh, he totally snaps. He snaps. Yeah. Um, And uh, you get to see a different side of a lot of people Mm -hmm. um, from last... Last podcast, I will say, I do see the whole Matthew in. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> even Simon calls it out this episode. He goes, even the way Matthew acts around her, talks around her. Um, so Matthew and Mary, I am, I, I get to say from last time, I digress. I can see it now. I can see it because they actually said it basically in this episode. So why not? Point one, Lee. All right. So, yeah. No, I I totally agree. I think this episode was great. There's a lot of good stuff that came out of it. And what a way... Um, they're definitely following in the footsteps of many other great shows that really get good in the last couple episodes of a season, you know, to, to build up to the final one. And we know this last episode is going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. You know, because the way they ended the first season was great. Um, and everything they're doing here... It's, you know, I'm so pumped about where they're going. So, I'm not. Because we're going to get one more episode and another year of waiting until season three comes out. I, I thought you were going to say, I'm not, because we know that Jesus dies in the end. He dies in the end. <gasps> Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> but then he comes back, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves again. And then he will come back. Well, that's right. What's going to be crazy is you watch. When they come to that, they're going to make one whole episode of his death. They're going to do one whole episode of the three days while he is dead, mm-hmm. and then one whole episode of his return. And they're just going to draw that at part. Least, at least. Because he was back for, what, 40 days? 50. 50, yeah. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, I'm really interested because if you forgot, the way they started this season was very much like a sit-down interview. And we never really got back into that again. Remember? The breaking of the fourth wall. Yeah. Yes. And was that... After he, we still haven't figured out if that's after he left for good or if that was after he died. Right. 
I thought it was after he died. I thought it was like immediately after he died. That's what I was thinking too. But it could also be right after he leaves. Mm-hmm. But either way, the fact that they started this season with this made me think, man, they're going to rush through this whole story right now. How are they going to go through? I mean, if they're talking about him already being gone, like, why would but you start a no, season like that? We're nowhere near there, though. No. So it's it's strange that they would start the season like that. I mean, so, they kind of gave us a little thinking it was going to be there in yeah, this episode. But, no. Well, him being taken away. was Which was not how it was done in scripture, like, at all. Like No, I know. <laughs> but they but, were... Even Andrew was like, that's why he was freaking out. Right. Well, yeah. Well, but I guess. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So we basically start right off where um, no flashback, you know, the, Just, the the open here, the cold open here was not um, any flashback, nothing from the past. Right. It was actually just Oedicus. Uh No, he's not eating anymore. So Foodicus, Atticus, whatever. <laughs> he finds the notice stating that the Jesus is wanted for questioning by the Romans. He steals food in this episode. Does he? Oh, he, he does take, at the very end, he from takes Quintus. like a grape or something from Quentin's. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, there he is. He's back. <laughs> but, um, so he goes in there, and I don't have, like, I don't have, I didn't take a lot of notes of, of some of the dialogue there, but it was one of the best things that, that Atticus said to him. Because ba- at first he's like, who are you? What are you here for? He's like, um, I am, like, top dog, so let me in. So he goes in and talks to Quintus. Right off the bat, we get Quintus right off the bat in the cold open. I'm just like, yep. this is how you start an episode. I just love Quintus. Yay. I mean, even the guy who plays him, like just the way how he's excited about it. If you watched an interview with him, it's just, it's, I love this guy. I right. want to see him in more stuff. So he's there. And at one point, Atticus just says to him, he's like, how do you hold up all that armor with no spine? <laughs> it's the vein that pops out of his forehead. Yeah, that's, it's a powerful vein. <laughs> he's actually a snake. And that's what that is. That's just... So that vein was bigger in this episode than it was last season. Was it? I wasn't paying attention to it as much this time. Was, it was predominant this episode. Pinky, the pinky and the vein, vein, vein. <laughs> Quintus, it's Quinty in the vein. <laughs> I wish there was more of him this season because he's One great. is a Roman, the other's a vein. <laughs> Just, okay. So, um... The I wish the... there was more of him this episode, this season, though, because he's. I know he's I know. such a. Does he has he been in anything else that we know? Because he's no. such a good actor. No, he. Um, I, I like I said, I watched an interview with him, and he walked into it like he's done some other stuff, but nothing, nothing to this magnitude at this point. Because so. he's such a good actor. He's fantastic, but he, he's very unique, and I think he might not be chosen for, for um, ding, uh, for many other things uh, because he's so unique but the, the fact that they got this guy I mean every character in here they have this uniqueness to them like Matthew is fantastic right you know the way that um, Quintus carries himself is awesome like every character here like you really it's they're not flat characters no you know, these not. are not two dimensional characters in like any of them even even the side characters are not two dimensional um, so I, I love that like even the, the ones we've seen, woman? yeah, like even her, like she wasn't just like, oh, hey, I got a friend and that's it. Like she gets involved and she's around and has stuff to say. Like it, it was very, it's really awesome the way they're doing stuff. Anyway, the whole point here with Quintus and, and Atticus is Atticus is telling me, he's like, I've got information of, of Jesus, you know, about Jesus of Nazareth. 
and then the chosen. Here we go. So interesting. So we see after it starts up that the fishermen, you know, basically um, Andrew, Simon, Simon Peter, um, John, John, and Big James are sent out to go get fish, and. For some reason, they just said, well, we don't all want to do this, so let's just throw rocks and see who throws it further to see who doesn't have to fish today and can just go hang out with Jesus instead. I love how they're arguing, should we throw it into the water or throw it on the beach to see how far it lands? Yeah. Obviously, Big James or John, Mm -hmm. who's the biggest? Big James, right? Well, Big James is huge. Yeah. He's going to throw it the furthest. Right. So, yeah, that's why it was like, well, whatever. But the whole point is, like, they're over there, and Andrew is just... (sighs) Andrew's more mad when they lose, but he was also saying, like, pretty much right from the get-go, we shouldn't be doing this. Why are we bothering? Like, why don't we just fish? We should all be fishing, you know? So when they lost, he's just like, yeah, we should all listen to Jesus, or bad things will happen, you know? And... So he's like, well, whatever. So like, looks like there's the sons of Jonah will be fishing today. Okay, yeah, whatever. So they head off and they go hang out with Jesus. And Jesus, Jesus immediately knows. He goes, ah, you what do you? Him. He's like, you won a contest, huh? <laughs> How was Andrew? <laughs> like he just knew. He knows. And it, it was so funny because he just like Jesus is not surprised by anything that people are doing, and it's just it's funny because he he's not mad. He's just like, yeah, I knew that would happen. Whatever. Like that's. Ah, okay. Like, he finds, like, little joy in, in that. Right. You know? Or a little joy, not little joy. But anyway, um, so they're discussing the sermon, and, you know, the whole point is like, oh, how did um, how did John the baptizer, how did he speak to people? Or it's like, what was his big thing? And Philip's just like, volume! Yes, well, volume, that makes sense, too. But what else? Well, he, he really spoke to people personally. He wasn't just out there just saying stuff. He was actually connecting with people on a one-on-one type of level. And I mean, it, we know that he's prepping for the Sermon on the Mount to the preaching of the 5,000. Exactly. 5,000 men. Right. Which means there's probably well over 10,000 people. Because right. he even says there's going to be thousands of people here. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's weird because when you're reading Scripture itself, you don't, you don't take into consideration the prepping that he did. It just... He goes into it. Right. There was ten. There was 5,000 men there, not including men, women and children. And he goes into it. Well, I love how Jesus has been prepping for this for weeks now. Mm-hmm. Maybe more. But or more. But he's going it. over it. He's taking time by himself and going over the sermon. He's talking to his, his disciples on how to prep for this big day. Um, I wonder if this is the time when his disciples will have had no food and they get to eat finally like real food right fish and bread right <clears throat> so that'd be good for them yeah it's been a rough time and i mean we get into that as well just before the, or as we're in here um but jesus gets into the whole point is like what our ministry needs to represent and focus on is the truth like we need to be making sure that people are hearing truth real stuff um and that's pretty much where they go there we be- get back over to Rabbi Schmiegel and, um, and, and uh, Bar Yusuf of Capernaum. Capernaum. And, yeah, well, actually, somebody said Capernaum at one point. I think it's just Capernaum. It's Capernaum, yeah. Well. Capernaum? Yep. People have said it so many different ways. Capernaum, Capernaum, Capernaum. I like Capernaum. Capernaum. I like Cap- Capernaum. 
Capernom. Capernom? Capernom. Let's keep that from now on. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not far off. I mean, you can totally pronounce it that way based on how it's written. Anyway, Yusuf is there. Our little boy Yusuf. Now, how do we remember Yusuf? He was definitely... He seemed like he was following, like, Shmuel, you mm-hmm. know, in the beginning, but he also did, you know, did follow Nicodemus, and we didn't see how he was interacting after Shmuel and Nicodemus were, you know, going back and forth at the end. Yes. So you bring up Nicodemus. I forgot something. Mm-hmm. He played the smallest role. Who did? Um, Nicodemus? Yes. What's his name? Eric. Eric Avari. Yeah. I was watching Independence Day. I forgot he was in that movie. He was like a teacher or something, right? No, he's the guy who... He's like... He's the guy who gets the phone call in the beginning. And he's like, if this isn't an insanely beautiful woman, I'm hanging up. Right, right, right. right. I'm watching the movie and I'm like, Oh, Nicodemus! (laughs) Nicodemus! Well, dude, he's, he's been in a lot of stuff. Remember he was in The Mummy? Didn't he have a fez in The Mummy? Yeah, he was the librarian yeah. owner. Yep. But it's just one of those things. Like we were talking about last week. You see someone's face. You haven't seen him in a while. In this case, it was you see... It's like when you go and you buy a car. And you see the car. All of a sudden, you start seeing that car everywhere. Um, oh, you I'm want seeing, to buy a car. You know how many Siennas I see? <laughs> right. Well, Eric Avari, I'm seeing him all... I'm like, oh... Because you start taking notice of who he, like, him as the actor in the TV show or whatever. Um, I started, I'm like, I cannot believe he was in Independence Day. Yeah. And it was such a quick part. Like, it was oh, probably yeah. three to probably three to five minutes tops. Yeah. Um, I think Bill, wasn't Bilbo in, like, The Day After Tomorrow? I don't remember. Yeah. We'll see. Little parts. Little parts. Itty bit, itty bit, little, little parts. Little, little bitty parts. But I was just like, oh, yeah. Cause he, and he actually makes some funny lines in the movie, too. Yeah. But I was, it just it brings back <laughs> good stuff. So. He was younger then, too. Oh, well, yeah. <clears throat> I was younger when I started this podcast. You know, both. this exact episode. <laughs> <laughs> We've aged. <laughs> I know. So many seconds. So, Yusuf, when we first saw Yusuf, the first time we saw him was when he, he's the one who noticed uh, Mary. Yes. When he, he noticed that she was, like, redeemed. He and ran and, back to Kadimus telling him what happened. Exactly. He was all, all excited, and that's how we saw him. And I'm like, oh, he was just, like, so confused. But he was, in, but you can tell, I think, was he there with Shmuel when they, they went to Matthew's house? I think it was the two of them, right? Shmuel went there and, and, and Yusuf, and they were like, what are you doing? You're eating with tax collectors? and During, and, the, di- during the dinner, yeah. the feast. I yeah. think it was him. Yeah. I think it was him, but he didn't look, again, he never looked as angry as Shmuel did. He was just kind of like, what's going on? I think he's, I, I think he sides more with Nicodemus in curiosity killed the cat type. Like, he's curious, mm-hmm. wants to know. Right. I don't think he really cares as much as Schmigel um, no, does. Not at all. Not at all. I think he cares the most because even he's being turned down everywhere. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He is, but um, in this last episode, not so much. When they finally get to Shimon or Shimon. Shimon. 
<laughs> well, he gets shut down there too. <clears throat> yeah. He even tries to go talk well, no, to. I'm saying that in the he next even episode, tries to go talk to Quintus. Yeah, and that gets shut down. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so, he, he's getting shut down everywhere. Anyway, you think he would quit? No, no, he's determined. So he goes and talks to Yusuf, and Yusuf is just like, you know, he he clearly disagrees with him, and he's like, you know, why do you care so much? Like you 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 said you were going to talk about false prophecy, not follow this dude around. Like, what's the issue? Why are you so worried about this dude? You right. know, and it's, is he hiding something? Later on, I, I start to think maybe he was hiding. Maybe he really was just following Nicodemus and he gr- agreed completely with Nicodemus. Or he was just kind of like, dude, what? What is your deal? Like, why? Like, legitimately, why? But they want to go find Tamar, who is the Ethiopian woman. Who's very well fed for an Ethiopian woman, right? But that's just nowadays, right? I don't know the differences. Anyway. She was from Egypt. She, yeah, but they said she was Ethiopian. From Yeah, but Jesus is a Nazareth. Nazarene uh-huh. mm-hmm. from Egypt. Mm-hmm. Right. She grew up in. She even says we I, went. I, we I we lived. In, we grew up in Egypt together. Uh huh. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so what's going on with Andrew at this point? Like Andrew's out of his head, losing his mind, mainly because he thinks that way too much attention is being drawn to Jesus. Right. Now this was Simon's issue before. Not this bad. No, but that was his his issue before. Like when they were when you know um, when they were hanging out out over at um. Yeah, it was the the when the, they healed the the, the paralytic um, paralytic. Yeah, yeah, which we see again here right before Matthew comes on board. Right. <clears throat> yeah, but Simon, but that was that was because Jesus was doing like it was doing he was doing in this now. Andrew's just like he's just talking having conversation mm-hmm. and everything that's going on is Andrew is just out of his mind he's losing it losing he's, he's it he's mad paranoid. at Mary he's mad at Matthew he's <clears throat> mad at like everybody he can possibly be mad he's mad at Philip you know And then it, it, but the thing is it comes back to the same thing why Jesus was so upset before it's like John the Baptist was just captured John the Baptist was his buddy and he's like Cousin. losing his mind and he's, saying, he's like I don't want right. Jesus to be gone too you know, well, well, he's even like, why even waste time going to find Mary? Like, right. He didn't even care. No, he didn't care at all. He was just gone. And I don't I was surprised because remember how excited he was in the beginning when he found Jesus? He's the one who told Simon about Jesus exactly. in the beginning. Right. Exactly. So he's clearly just freaking out about it. And that's kind of what's happening throughout this entire episode is just crazy. And freaking out, Andrew. Um yeah. Creepy creepy Andrew. He's become creepy Andrew. Yeah, he replaced creepy John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love how John <laughs> went from creepy John to John the Baptizer to JTB. <laughs> All in oh, one yeah. season. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, well yeah, I say JTB. Creepy John, JTB. So Shmuel goes to speak with Quintus. <laughs> and gets shut gets down. Gets totally shut down. He goes in. <clears throat> And what do they call Quintus? The um, Praetor. Praetor, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he goes in and he's just like, yeah, hey, I've got this information. And they're like, oh, I can take your statement. Um, oh, no, he's like, no, first he's like, we have some uh, information of great importance. Yeah, you all do. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, I've heard that before. It's about Jesus, it's about of Jesus. Nazareth. I'll take your statement. Okay. So then he's like, all right. So he's like, we saw this. We saw this. He's like, okay. And when did this happen? And he's like, five days ago. And, and then the other guy's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. So they're like, yeah, that's outdated information, outdated intelligence. Thanks a lot. But, you know, we've got this covered. We'll be fine soon. So with how fast news travels then, mm-hmm. what would make it so it's not outdated? The, the fact that Atticus showed up there and he's Atticus, it's like, yeah, they already they already know where he is. They already got him, you know. So, yeah, five days, that's pretty quick. That's then. pretty quick for back then. But that's why they're like, oh, no, we already have all that's the like information. Every time I send you some information like Loki. <laughs> oh, by the way, after credit scene. Yep. Know about it already. Oh, by the way, this. Yeah. Know about it already. That was well, yeah. six months ago. Really? That was so yesterday. Yeah. Well, we appreciate the heads up. I reached out to him to make sure he knew, and then you did the same to me, so I get it. <laughs> How did you... You hadn't even watched... Did you watch it yet when I told you about the after credit scene? Yes. Oh, okay. I watched it like the night before or something. Oh. Yeah, I stayed up at night and I watched it. So I watched it Thursday morning. Yeah, I watched it like Wednesday night. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. So I was, you know, what's <laughs> yeah. funny is I haven't watched, I haven't checked for any after credit scene, but after what happened in that episode, I'm like, there has to be something. And lo and behold, ew. <laughs> so, um, the whole point is they're just, the Romans, it seems like the Romans think that, that Jesus is like a zealot leader or something, right? Maybe. And the Pharisees just want him for blasphemy. So everybody wants Jesus for something. That's you know? not even true. And it's and it's it's like well, what is it is what it is. But the, that's the whole thing is like they're trying to go out there. He's like, well, anyway, this this guard there's like, okay, we'll we'll update you later. Shmuel's <laughs> like, will you really? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how I I I love how angry Shmuel gets. Like, really? W- w- will you really? <laughs> nope. Like, not even okay. a little bit. No, nope, not even. Just like get out of here. I don't care. Um, then we get back over, we see Atticus and Gaius. So happy to see Gaius again. And honestly, I thought he was fantastic in this just because he's him and nothing is any different. Um, but Atticus and Gaius. This is where they're walking, right? Yes, they're walking over there because they're on their way to go get Jesus, basically. And they have this back and forth. I don't have a lot of the dialogue, you know, memorized or anything, but it, it, they, they got along. And they were both just kind of ripping, well, more, more Atticus ripping on on um, Quintus. Yeah. And Gaius being like, yeah, you're not wrong, you know, type thing, you know. And it was just like, okay. And then like, I like you. I like you too, you know. And Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so basically as they're getting along, like, Atticus starts explaining all the miracles that he's witnessed. Like the things that he's seen, the thing, like, you know. Uh, a zealot just like gave up his Sakari da- dagger. Um, I saw a man who hasn't walked in 25 plus years and get up and start dancing around like all these ridiculous things. And as he's going through it, he says like, Jesus doesn't strike him as anything threatening or scary. And that's what freaks him out. Right. He's like, he doesn't seem like I, I don't, he's, he's again, like I said, when he, when he was talking to Jesse, the one whose legs were healed, um, Although you knew he was doing his job, you could tell that there was a sense of sincerity in his, like, tell me everything you know, what just happened. You know, he really wanted to know for himself. Right. So I feel like Atticus is going to have some type of, whoop, 
turn around. I mean, this character's not anywhere in the Bible, right? Or is he? Did I, I don't f- think so. No, I mean Atticus. We know we know we have we have a friend who's named their son Atticus. Yeah, all, whenever I hear but, the name, all I hear is the chant, Atticus, Atticus. Well, all I think of is the dead bird, you know, from the skating brand, Atticus. It's just like a dead bird. Pretty bird. On his back. <laughs> Pretty bird. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you want a cracker? <laughs> so. Is that Timmy from? <laughs> it's Timmy, Timmy, and, or Billy and 4C. <laughs> Billy and 4C. <laughs> well, I still want to know, he's blind, but how could he not feel the inch and a half thickness of tape Scotch wrapped tape. around the bird's neck. I don't know. Maybe he never felt a bird before or saw a bird, you know, before he went blind. I don't know. He's just pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty bird. bird. <laughs> Harry, I took care of it. <laughs> he didn't even have a head. <laughs> anyway. it's a great movie. So. We should do that movie. <laughs> it would be fun. <laughs> oh man, I, I watched that not that long ago. I had a friend come over who's never seen it before. And I'm like, dude, are you serious? Wait a minute, you you knew somebody who's never seen Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, I, but if you knew who it was, you would not be surprised. I I'm willing to bet my wife has never seen it. Oh, I believe it. Your your wife has never seen most things. Which uh, I've asked her like, have you seen Encino Man? She's like. And so you know what? I'm like... I wouldn't be... So, no, I'm not surprised she's never seen that. I'm like, how do you... So many good movies that she's never seen. If she said she's never seen Batman, I'd be like, okay, now I don't believe you. Princess like, Bride. Hmm. Never seen it. Yeah, that, that misses a lot of people, believe it or not. That being said, for those of you who don't know, um, mm. I recently <clears throat> got ordained... And um, my cousin asked me to to officiate his he and his wife's wedding, and I obviously started the service. You did off. it? Oh, I did it. Oh, you did? I didn't tell you. Marriage oh, so I start right off, and I'm just like, I looked around, today. and I'm just like, we good? And I'm like, marriage, marriage <laughs> is what brings us together today. Cause what? Marriage, that blessed arrangement, a dream within a dream. Cause what? And love, true love. <laughs> We'll follow you forever. <laughs> so treasure your love. My cousin Bobby's like, we will treasure it. <laughs> like, you All right, actually let's did do the it. whole thing that way. Yes. Oh, it was great. Well, I, at, I said the first line, and I and I couldn't contain myself, and I just said, guys, I'm sorry. This this is the first, and probably because of this, the last wedding I'll ever get to do, to ever do this. This is my only chance in my life I'll get to do this. So thank you. But the the good thing was like. Everybody in there got it, so they had a good time. It's I couldn't okay, tell him. I in almost the morning, told him. I won't be here. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great movie. The movie's ridiculous. <laughs> Too blave. All right. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> a little MLT. <laughs> <laughs> a little, when the mutton is nice and lean. <laughs> Billy Crystal was amazing <laughs> at that part. Oh my, uh, Miracle Max. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they're talking about what was it? They were going back and forth. Oh yeah, this is um, um, Simon and Andrew are on the boat, and they're they're out there fishing, and it's just it's this is this argument. I think twice Simon was just like, let's just fish, all right? Let's just fish. He says it twice, like, dude. We're not having this conversation chill out. Well, this is a reverse conversation from uh, season one. Right. 
It is. When Simon was freaking out. Right. And Andrew was like, but I've met the Messiah. Right. Right. And now it's a completely, they've flipped roles. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's funny because Simon's sitting there going, it takes no effort to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, this this really isn't difficult. He's just sitting. Yeah, and it's like, funny because he's sitting there sleep, trying to. He goes, oh, yeah, sure. Trying to untangle the net and he's <laughs> doing everything. And you can see that he was almost, he actually did really well because he maintained his cool, but you could almost see he was starting to get a little irritated with Andrew. Well, yeah, a little. He was getting very irritated with that. But he kept saying, like, let's just fish, all right? Chill out. At the very end, he does that. Yes. Twice, though. He said it twice. Twice while they were out there, he said, he's like, let's just fish. Right. And get you know, it. He's just, let's just do what we're asked to do. Yeah. So <laughs> he starts talking to me. He's like, he's like, I don't like, look what Jesus did. He disarmed crazy Simon. Oh, he's the crazy one. He's the crazy Simon. And he's just like, whatever. So he goes through this, you know, who he was. He goes, yeah. I'm a married man. Yeah, I'm I'm a good one. I'm a married man working an honest who worked an honest trade. Yeah, <laughs> worked an honest trade dishonestly. <laughs> and then he goes into it and he's just like, if you were building an army, would you start with little James and Thaddeus? <laughs> and it's 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 sad because little James and Thaddeus at this point have had the least screen time. Oh, they're on screen quite a bit. They're just in the background. Well, that's, yeah, but that's my point. It's like, they're there, but they might as well just be, you know, the happening, you know? It's just (laughs) something we can easily forget about. Just lay in front of the lawnmower. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Yeah, they're the... The the, the best part of that movie was just the trailer. (laughs) That was it. Because you go, man, that looks like it must be interesting. And then you, your whatever your fantasy makes up in your mind to make it think it's it's something good is better than what the movie actually was. <sighs> that being said, everybody, do not bother wasting your time watching M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan, if you're listening to this, <laughs> don't watch your own movie. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan, if you're listening to this, please, please just go back to, you know... Six signs and <laughs> everything else. You had some really great stuff, man. But anyway, you lost us with the happening. You lost us with that. Just wasn't happening for us. So um, they're going through it. But anyway, they go as they're like whatever. Let's just fish. The Romans are on the beach, and Simon just goes, "Andrew, my brother, who I love so much, <laughs> like best friend in the world. Hey, just take a big deep breath right now, will you? He's like, what? He's like, seriously, just take a big breath. And then Andrew turns around and he looks like a meerkat. And he, he loses pops it. up and he just goes, Ooh! Like, <laughs> he legitimately turned around like a meerkat and like up on his hind legs, oh, like freaked out. And it's like, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. They're after Jesus, you know? Well, it's not just the, it's not just Roman soldiers. It's Roman soldiers with Gaius and Atticus. They don't know who Atticus and Gaius are, so why would they? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, Gaius showed up at the dinner party. No, he didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Atticus. When did they meet Atticus? No one knows Atticus yet. Exactly. He's still like. But they know. But spy. they know Gaius though. But from that distance, they don't know who it is. They just see a bunch of Romans walking behind somebody who's clearly leading them. So why would they freak out thinking they're going to see Jesus though? Thinking that, that the Romans were going to get Jesus? Yeah. Well, because they were walking down the beach towards where Jesus was? Mm. Yeah. 
He's freaking out. He's freaking out in anything he's going to see that could make him think that it is. Right, but that's, what, that's my point, though, is it could have just been Roman soldiers on their daily thing, and he's just losing his mind. Right. Well, that's another Obviously reason why Simon was like, you know, hey, take a breath, man. Like, we're right. okay. But either way, I mean, we all kind of knew it was coming. Jesus knew it was coming and whatever. Maybe not exact that exact moment because Jesus also looked like he's like, oh, they're here. Ah, Great. Yeah. Okay. Like he was not, like, hey, in two minutes, watch what happens. Like, you know. Right. But he, he, it was like, yeah, he knows enough, but not every little detail like that. So. Are you sure? Basically, well, he does, but it's not like he's sitting, it's like the first thing on his mind. He's got a lot going on, especially when he's fully man. <laughs> he's not able to think of everything at once. So. Is he though? Is he though? <laughs> so Jesus Basically, they show up, and he agrees to go with them peacefully. And I like, love know, how they do this, Oh, it's great. He's like, are any of you, are, are you armed? No, but some of my men are. Like, Jesus just gives everything up. He's like, no. And he's just com- completely compliant with them. And he says, he's like, could I say goodbye to my Ima? And you realize at that point, like, Ima is like a, you know, Jewish term. So he's like, ah, so he speaks. Um, Roman. Roman. No, Matermea. Yeah, go ahead. So <clears throat> reminds me of Mother May. Mother I. May I is exactly. He's like I thought he was saying like I, I had to rewind. He's like, did you just say Mother May I to Gaius? <laughs> mother May I, <laughs> Mater May I. But even when even when it's, Gaius it's was me like, mother, my mother, right? Exactly even when <clears throat> even when Gaius was like, tell your men to drop to take ten cubic steps, step back ten cubics and drop their weapons. Cubits. Cubits. And cubics is a is a game, I think. That's Rubik's. Well, no, that's that's the cube. No, cubics was something else. Um, the, the young, the, the young whippersnappers used to play that back wow. in the day. But their weapons were these like butter knives. Well, no, no. Thaddeus had like a, a knife, and then the other one had like a. It looked like a back scratcher from hell. You know, it was it was like <laughs> it was this big long wooden like broken spoon with like nails sticking out of it. Right. <laughs> well, because Atticus had Simon Z's knife. Yeah. Yep. Somewhere. <clears throat> yep. So. <laughs> so. They're, they're not, I wouldn't call them armed. No, but he but, was, they had weapons that were there to be weapons. <clears throat> sure. They, they were the only two who had weapons. Quote, unquote. If you want to call them weapons, I wouldn't call a paring knife a weapon. The, the Thunder Buddies. <laughs> the Thunder Buddies. <laughs> When you hear the sound of thunder, don't you get too scared? Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and say the magic words. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> no. Thunder. <laughs> okay. Um, Matthew. So Jesus just knows Gaius, obviously, because they, he was there. He's like, Matthew is safe and doing well. And Gaius leans in to, you know, just clearly just really cares about Matthew. And he's just like, dude, like, you know, what do you think you're doing? He goes, you all look underfed and filthy. Matthew's used to eating well. Like, he sounded like his mother. It was like, it was crazy. (laughs) Jesus is like, at another time, let's talk. He's like, he's like, he's like, basically, Gaius is like, what do you actually have to offer him? He's like, should we talk about this later? (laughs) You know, so, okay. He's like, yeah, good point. All right, whatever. This is ridiculous. But, okay. So as he gets taken away, the disciples, and and we've seen this so many times where it's like the disciples are without Jesus and they just fight. And every time. Every single time. And when it happens, 
again, there's so many just parallels to today in our lives where it's just like when we are not focused on him, we fight, we fight, we lose, we lose ourselves, we lose our direction, you know, but I liked it in this episode. There's some type of a redemption in it for them. Well, there was in the last one too, like or on the fireplace. Mm-hmm. When, oh, when he just no, walked. Was... Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> and everyone, what would I do without you, Ima? <laughs> and then just silence. Not even end credit song, just silence. It was silent. It was was so good. So good. So good. And this, so good. So good. <laughs> so, so, so good. So for those of you who don't get this, actually, I don't think many people understand this. What the so good? It's so good. So Chuck, <laughs> Chuck used to run sound at our, at our church, and I think I used to... Um, well, yeah, I mean, when I was up there leading worship or helping out on wor- on the worship team more, and I will say when I, when I had a microphone on the worship team, uh, maybe the sweat had took it away. <laughs> so good. Um, there was a song we were singing, and every single time somebody said so good in the back, I'd just start, like, repeating it in, like, a backup vocal. It was so like, good. I was so like, good. so good. Oh, you're so good. So good. And Chuck's just in the back laughing. And now, every single time anybody says so good, it just becomes that thing. And I, I'll always, like work it into a worship song <laughs> just to see Chuck. It so good. W- anyway, so good. <laughs> so good. Um, so the disciples are there discussing what to do, going back and forth, and Andrew just goes off. Way, like, as, as if he wasn't already going off before, he goes off on everyone, blaming Mary, you know, blaming everybody for everything else that's going on. And Sounds like us at times when we ate what's mm-hmm. going on. We blame everybody, everything else except for looking at ourselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So he goes up and, and you know, because he wants to go find Tamar and basically say, hey, stop. You know, they're looking for you. This is happening. That's happening. You know, do they know he's they don't, no, they're not, they don't know they're looking yet. Do they? No, I don't know what they know. What they no, because there's because because um, Andrew is with the disciples. Andrew. Oh. Yeah. Decides to go into the city and look for him with yeah. Phil, with uh, Philip. Wait, they want to try to find Tamar and Puma. They want to try to find her. Yeah, you're right. So they were going to find Jesus, and so Philip goes with him. Again, they were buddies, so it makes sense for Philip to go. Uh, Simon Z, the zealot there, or ex zealot. <laughs> I love it. He he thinks somehow thinks I'll be back as code for come and fight and get me <laughs> like. <laughs> And like, oh yeah, once a zealot, always a zealot. Like, you're seriously, only you would think that that's some kind of, like, don't do anything is code for do something. Right. <laughs> but but again, it's like they're all calling each other out by their past lives and things like that and what they've done. Aside and, from Matthew. Aside from Matthew. No one, nobody is throwing anything at Matthew. Of course right not, now. because it was already done enough for like five to seven straight minutes in that fire pit episode. And I mean, and they've obviously seen a change in him as well. Well, he's taking responsibility too, he, as of last episode. Yeah. So he's, yeah, they're there. But even after that happens, Mary comes up and apologizes, you know, and breaks up the face and goes, hey, I made a mistake he's it's valid of him to say that you know like that's a valid point i left and then i came back you know yeah i screwed up i'm sorry so where are we now oh shmuel shmuel goes um oh he goes past those those pharisees right he's looking around he finds those those pharisees that um well he's trying no no no. he sees the, the pharisees that aren't breaking prayer right and he's yeah 
the crazy one. <laughs> it's like, and hey, we're trying the... to do no. Hey, we're just trying no. <laughs> and the girl in the corner is like, because he's right now he's looking because this is where he gets the information about the Ethiopian woman from yes from from some beggar who's just like, I might have seen somebody p- puts the money in there. How about now? You know, type thing. Oh yeah, kind of looks like this. Makes men like you upset. Like, yeah, exactly. Okay. Tamar and Pumbaa. Tamar and Pumbaa. So we go over there, and then we see Tamar, right? She's over there showing off the paralytic, the, the friend that she had, who's there he is walking around talking about this miracle that they witnessed. And the whole question is like, you know, why is he in, in, why is he in hiding now? And it's like, why didn't we know about this before? It's like, well, he, I, he told us not to tell people about this. And like, well, why are you telling us now? He's like, well, she didn't tell me to. He didn't tell me to stay silent. No, he. She said that he. She said that he told the, um, the leper to not say anything. Oh, okay. But for oh. the paralytic, he didn't say that. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. He said okay. only to the only to the leper. He said to not say anything, but he did not give any such command to us. Okay, that's that's what I was wondering. So okay. we are now saying something. Yeah. So. Andrew sees them, obviously freaks out. No, they're talking about Jesus. Let's get over there. They're like, you, you were there. Makes oh, yeah. a bigger scene than Makes they're a making. Thing. Yeah, and it's like, okay, never mind. And so he pulls her aside. He's like, stop drawing attention to Jesus. The Romans already have him. And so she's like, what? Okay, now we have to figure this whole thing out, right? But we get to my favorite scene here. We get to see Jesus and Quintus. Oh, my gosh. My two favorite characters in the show. Together. I mean, obviously, if Jesus is not one of your favorite characters, then what's wrong with you? What are you, what are you watching this? But Quintus... Matthew is my f- all-time Matthew, favorite. Matthew's great, but Quintus, I'm sorry. This this was... scene brought Quintus right back, and it was spot-on perfect for everything this guy needed to be. Now, he, he comes in... Did you record the whole conversation? Not the whole conversation, but I have, I, I have some great parts that were really terrific. And But the cool thing is he's asking Gaius, and he goes, you know, did they resist? He's like, nope, no resistance. And his followers, nope, peaceful and compliant. And so Quintus says, I thought you'd be sort of... And Jesus is like, taller? Like this... <laughs> like a modern day, you know, line. He's like taller. He's like mm, crazier looking, maybe. Like <laughs> wearing like skins with crazy hair. And it's Basically like, defining John the Baptist. John the Baptist. And then, <clears throat> so he starts going off on this impossibly huge catch. You know, you know that the one does. You know, you know the the whole thing with Simon. You he's know, t- well, he's telling he's telling this to Atticus. Yeah. With Jesus there, he's like, right. yeah, he. It paid off the biggest debt in the land. Yeah, that we've ever seen. So he starts asking Jesus, like, you ever visited the Far East? And he goes, nope, I've received visitors from there, but never actually visited myself. And I'm like, oh, I get that. Travelers from the East, okay. Okay, all right, I get it. Um, But he starts talking about it, and it's like, um, the Far East, okay, so we're talking about, like, way out there, eating the flesh of of the fish, but spitting out the bones. And he does this whole like analogy with fish and bones and i'm like okay flesh and bones rather and it's interesting as he's going through this whole thing he's saying he's like you know you did this that was flesh but you did this that affected me that's bones and he's he's and he's and he's angry about it and he's being firm he's being quintus you know a little pushy but he's obviously being like really goofy about it and he's like laughing he goes and then you managed to like <laughs> you managed to get a um um, a zealot to just like 
throw away his dagger and just give up being a zealot. Now that's flesh. That's <laughs> flesh. And I love that. Like, hey, that's that's great. Like he's just so excited about it. Well, and, even question is like, is my metaphor even fitting well, with this? <laughs> no. So it's like. So he says to him, he's just like, okay, he's like, you know, if your race weren't so repugnant and odious, I'd offer you a job. Jesus is like, you know, I cannot take that as a compliment. <laughs> and he's like, so he starts going off on the fish thing and he goes, wait, am I still running on the fish metaphor? Are we past that now? I, I, I think we're past that now. And he's looking at Atticus like, are we past that? Are we done with the fish metaphor? It almost reminded me of Dr. Evil, the way he was in this, like not mannerisms, but just kind of how he was how he was thinking and how he was responding right that's hard maybe just the bald head i don't know it was spotty that made sense right so just the way Mm -hmm. he is he's him eccentric yes so he just goes off and just goes no more bones jesus no more meddling (laughs) and jesus says like i cannot promise any of these things he goes and i can't promise that you won't stop breathing And then he, and he's just, so Jesus just sits there and he just, you know, laughs and says whatever. And Quintus is just so excited. He goes, oh, Jesus of Nazareth, I like you. He's like, we're on the same team, but don't make me kill you. Like, he's just, (laughs) (laughs) but the best thing, the best thing, this is, this was the best line in the entire series for me. Um, So. And so he says, don't make me kill you. And Jesus says, I won't make you do anything. But my father, on the other hand, and Quintus immediately jumps in and goes, I don't know what that means, but let's end on a high note. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, he's, I don't know what that means. (laughs) But whatever. (laughs) It was so good. He's like, you're free to go. And Atticus is clearly like, what? You're just going to let him go? Like, okay, whatever. Well, it's crazy because in the beginning when he's, season one, when he's having conversation with Matthew, Matthew is, got gimpy over here, um, <laughs> Lee busted his leg and now he's trying to walk around and it's probably one of the funniest things I've seen all day. Are you okay? No. No. Oh. Um, but when he's talking with Matthew in the beginning of season one, and Matthew's giving information, it was battle of the minds, because Matthew was very smart, and so was Quintus. In this one, it was almost like battle of the wits. Hmm. Like, who could be more wittier? Jesus? Or Quintus. <laughs> You're right. And because Quintus was kind of throwing stuff out there without really going all the way. Jesus was kind of hinting towards things. And I think Jesus came out winning because Quintus kind of threw up his arms and says, you know what? I have no clue what you're talking about. So like you were saying, let's just end on a high note. Um, and then this is where Atticus kind of gives him his little rebuttal and then steals food from him. Right. And Quintus kind of gives him a look, too. Almost like, why are you taking my food? Yeah. But before he even leaves, um, Quintus looks up and he goes, sorry about your cousin, by the way. A little jab, but also just being like, hey, you know. Yeah, as he's walking out, he stops and turns around. And he goes, 
It's like not a very wise or brave thing to do. And Jesus stops and goes, he knew what he was getting himself into. And he's like, well, do you? Do you know what you're getting yourself into? And Jesus goes, it was a privilege to speak with you today. And it's just like, man, talk about class. This guy's like <laughs> James Bond. <laughs> like we're talking like Sean Connery, you know, James Bond, just classy. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. I am the only one. <laughs> I am the way, the truth, and the life. <laughs> so, it was, um, yeah, it was just, it was a brilliant scene. I thought it was fantastic. Um, Quintus's humor, you know, or Quintus's just odd character meeting Jesus's awesomeness. Yeah, you know? it's the Sicilian meeting the men in black. It's the what? The Sicilian meeting the man in black. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Battle so, of Wits. You no, know, I get it. I get it. I get it. But it was just, it was fantastic. It was so good. <laughs> well, you not get that. No, I, I didn't hear what you said. You said Sicilian. I'm like, who's Sicilian? Against the man in black. Sicilian, not Sicilian. Not when he says it. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shmuel finds the crowd that was listening to Tamar. And then he also, and you know, he's like, what happened here? They're like, oh, they said this. And like, where are they now? I don't know. Then you get the two Pharisees from Wadi Kelt. From that, like, no name, like, out in the middle of nowhere um, yeah, synagogue. He, the guy who, with the wilted hand. Yes. Yeah. And they're basically, they're like so excited. Like, oh, you're looking for him too? Yeah, he did this. And again, like, they're, they're on the side of like, you know, we want to share this with somebody because it's, it's amazing. But yet. They're not realizing that Shmuel is like looking to kill him, kill the guy, basically <laughs> arrest him. And, you know, but again, it's just we're, we're seeing we're seeing so far. We're only seeing Shmuel is the only one in his buddy there, you know, who, who looks like our friend Mike. Um, <laughs> <laughs> only when he's not wearing his whole headdress thing. But um, so, yeah, he they they get some information from them. That's about what we see over there. Then we see Yusuf come out, and Yusuf's like in disguise, you know, thing over his head. Looks like Princess Jasmine running around, you know, through the marketplace. <laughs> I only dress as a commoner um, to escape the, you know, difficulties of palace life. <clears throat> I know, that was Aladdin. But anyway, um, so Yusuf comes to warn them about that, and they're like, you know, you got to get away from him. Don't listen to Shmuel. He wants to twist your testimony into something about false prophecy or something ridiculous like that. <clears throat> so Yusuf is clearly working with Nicodemus. Like, he's clearly <clears throat> on his side. And um, Is he, though? On Nicodemus' side? Yeah. Because he, he's not defending Jesus, but he's not defending Shmuel either. No, but he's warning her to hide. But is he just <clears throat> warning her for her own protection, or is he warning her... Because he is trying to protect Jesus. It's, I think it's both. <clears throat> I think it's both because he believes in what Nicodemus believed in. It'd be interesting to find out. Yes. Yes, it would. So, Jesus... Like finding out that Matthew likes Mary. Yeah, well... <laughs> so Jesus... I can't believe I missed that. I don't know I <clears throat> missed it either because it was like super obvious because Simon just kept looking going, oh, okay... Like, oh, okay. Even like, over in this and over episode, again. when he goes, and every time Matthew's around her, and I'm like, 
how did it, yeah how no idea. and i usually catch on to stuff like that it was really obvious though uh, that laid it on super thick I guess from my perspective, they did a really good job because to I still stand. To me, it was just almost a, a way of Matthew being Matthew. They, Not, they at st- Not at all. Not at all. That's what was cool about it because Simon was seeing Matthew be a, just a guy. You know, that's what was cool about it. He wasn't just being Matthew and stuck in whatever. He was being a guy. Right. And he's like, okay, like he can kind of understand and relate and, and get him a little bit more. You know. Right. <clears throat> Especially when he when he admits he was a bad person and all that stuff, and he said all that stuff out loud without any prompting or anybody saying anything to him, he just did it because he knew he he needed to. He needed right. To. So, and that was just it's proof right there that our testimony is what's powerful. You know, we use our testimony to to get people out of bad times. Like we we share our testimony because there's power in it. Right. So, <clears throat> Jesus comes back to the camp. Right. <clears throat> He's kind of walking through the woods. Simon Zealot runs out there. Hey, he's like, oh, I kind of figured you'd be the first one to come out and get me. But the whole point is they find out that he was, like, he was released, like, a long time ago and just never came back because he was busy out there praying. And they're, like, mad at him. Like, dude, why didn't you just come back and let us know where you were at? Like, we've been here fighting. And he goes, yeah, well, clearly you guys needed to do what you needed to do, but... He says, you can't just shut down when you guys fear for me and I'm not around. You know, you, you need to learn how to pray without me. And after they go through the whole thing, I think it was Big James, right? Who's just like, you know, can, could you tell us how to pray like you do? Yeah, it's Matthew 6. Yeah. And he says, now, now you're acting like true students, you know? And he teaches them the Lord's Prayer at that point. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Um, and it just kind of goes through, you know, the steps you know, why it's said the way it is. You know, first you acknowledge his greatness, and then, you know, you talk about doing his will and not our own, and then it's kind of, you know, so on and so forth. We have to teach this in children's church on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, good. All about prayer. I used Matthew 6, the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. It's really cool to teach kids, because it's still, it's such a simplistic prayer Mm -hmm. that you can teach eight-year-olds. Oh, yeah. That prayer. Oh, yeah. I mean, both of my girls know Psalm 23. We say it every night. Before it was written on the wall, and you're like, oh, that's good to know. I mean, that's just something to, to hold on to. But even though I was not a Christian most of my life, I knew the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Because I, I learned it probably in a Sunday school at some point. I don't remember anything about Sunday school, but I remember that prayer. Right. I remember I remember knowing it and then saying it like at dinner time because I was the only one in my family who knew it. <laughs> so I'd just be like, oh, I'm going to lead prayer tonight. Um. Anyway. We go through this. Jesus wakes up Matthew in the middle of the night so they can write the sermon together. And I, I love the line here where um, Matthew is basically saying, like, well, you know, these things, is this going to be like an issue? Is this going to make things worse, these teachings that you have? And he's like, worse for, for what? He's like, well, for all of us who love you. He's like, eh, no promises. You know, and that's the thing. It's like you're following Jesus. I mean... I remember the people who've gone to the encounter, and at the point we had to say, I'm like, are you ready for this? Because your life is not going to be all fine and dandy anymore, you know? You're going to have a lot, you're going to have a battle ahead of right. you, you know? And that's that's a hard thing for us to grasp. Nobody wants to run eagerly, eagerly into battle, especially if it's going to be against a lot of the people that are in your life. Right. You know, and being a Christian today is very against the grain. It's very, I mean, what was it? 
um, I think it was Alice Cooper, and he goes, you know, hey, trashing a hotel room and getting drunk is super easy. Being a Christian, that's rebellion. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and it is because it's like it, it is so against the way the world is, and and Jesus, you know, the last will be first, the first will be last. Jesus turned everything upside down, you know, and the world is completely opposite from you know what Jesus has been trying to show us, and we see it getting further and further and further away from truth and reality right you know we're 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 living in a time right now where we have reality tv shows and people think that's reality and it's becoming a reality because it was forced and it's all scripted it's all scripted but now people's lives are acting that out right it's ridiculous so it's, it's becoming reality so now a reality what's a reality show going to be in the future i have no idea and i don't even want to know no nope. i just I, I just i have no idea but I'm, I'm I'm definitely afraid for the way that the world has has been going. Um, I don't see any anything anything good coming out of the path that it's that it's on now. Just so it's a, it's a matter of just all we can do at this point is just trust in the Lord and be like, all right, you're gonna get us through this, and you're um, we have to keep following you. And it's gonna there's there may be persecution, um, you know, but hey. Again, all these lines, all these things that are happening, we're seeing it happen here directly with Jesus face to face. And we face that all the time right. without it being physically face to face like that. Like we're not seeing him. So therefore, right. I say it's a lot harder now, but you're seeing people who are right there face to face with him struggling with those issues. And that's what blows me away. And what makes, it's what makes this show so good. Like Mary, like Andrew. <clears throat> Mary just like up and leaving and we're watching it like what is she doing because we don't we wouldn't think that after everything that happened and everything that she got through and everything that Jesus did for her that she would desire to go back to that life in any way shape or form right but we do we do all the time all the time and we have to stop we have to repent and we have to change you know and it's it's so many different areas so many different areas of our lives that we we don't realize are, are still tied to nostalgia, you know, our old selves. But anyway, that's my my end rant. What do you think? No, I th this is probably one of the, I think so far, it's probably one of the best written episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, bringing some of the old back in with the new. Mm -hmm. I love it. And again, just more character depth, seeing Andrew spaz out. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the last couple episodes, seeing Mary kind of lose her mind. Um, seeing Matthew come around, you're, you're seeing depth. It, it, it really brings depth to the characters um, that just by reading the Bible, you don't get. Mm -hmm. um, and whether it's true or not, he still is doing a very good job at bringing Scripture to life. Oh, yeah. And... Better than anything else I've ever watched in my entire life. Yeah. It's fantastic. And uh, it's like a bittersweet because I can't wait for next episode, which is coming out soon. But at the same time, knowing that it's the last episode for a good six months, mm. minimum. I mean, because they're still raising funds for season three, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're still in the process. And I'm, yeah, I'm wondering if they're going to do next year, they did this year, and release them as they're being edited. I don't know. I think they did that just because of COVID when they first started it, just because like, we need to give people something right now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. 
I'm definitely very excited. I mean, I think it's been what five months since episode one came out of this season. Of this season, or close yeah. to it, February, right? No, no, Easter, Easter, April. Yeah. So four months. Yeah. That's Just that. think, four months for eight episodes, mm-hmm. where Loki took eight weeks. <laughs> what well, was already done? <laughs> Six weeks. It was already done. They weren't trying to rush it out. So, that's that. I think this, I actually think, even though we know what's going to happen ultimately, yeah, this, I it, it holds my attention more than something like Loki does or WandaVision does. I love all those episodes, those shows, and those movies. I love MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, I love everything about it. This though captures my attention because what it does is it doesn't require special effects. It doesn't require all this hype. It doesn't require all that stuff, mm-hmm. and yet somehow you're still like glued to the television set, wanting to know what happens next. Yep, and there. And it just goes to show that the truth, when you're face-to-face with the truth and you're really face-to-face with it, the more and more it just draws you in. It doesn't need anything else but that that simplicity of the truth to capture your attention, to make you captivated. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't need special effects or, you know, explosions, which let me tell you. Speaking of explosion special effects, the Tomorrow War. <laughs> I've been going go on for days about this. One of the best movies I've seen. Yeah. Um, but again, it requires all this science fiction. Also, the stuff requires special effects. And it's like watching a science fiction or an action movie without science fiction or action. This, it just, it's so captivating. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't take a lot except for the truth. Hmm. which is so good. I don't know what that means, but let's end on a high note. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening. Um, this this show is fantastic, and we're, we're happy that we get to discuss it. So we'll be excited to talk about the, well, not excited to talk about the final episode of the season, but we are looking forward to seeing where they're going with this. And, I mean, Again, like we know where they're going eventually, but <laughs> <laughs> what happens next? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'd say this is definitely much better than the Star Wars prequels because we knew where those were headed, but this they didn't grip us quite like the this. Star Wars prequels <laughs> would have been great, would have been fine if it wasn't for the middle one. Oh, really? Oh, the prequels. I'm yeah. thinking sequels. I'm sorry, prequels. No, yeah, the prequels. Well, I mean, yeah, the middle one. It's hot. <laughs> it's coarse, <it> gets everywhere. <laughs> no, I, I was, I'm thinking the, the the sequels that just came out, the prequels. What would talking have, about? Just what would have made the prequels better? Is if they just didn't write them. <laughs> they just left them out altogether. And Lucas wanted to get them done, but hey, whatever. It was they were awful. Anyway, anywho, <laughs> you guys have a good night. Have a great one, guys.